0: First, I really want to take a second and honor our servant leaders here, uh, Pastor Steve and Pastor Yvonne. Can we clap our hands for them? Come on, I think you got a little bit more in you to do. Just thank you for all that you do and just giving the space. Um, for the students to be able to come here and and worship God openly and freely and very adamant about it so we really honor you guys for that and thank you 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 have to give people their flowers while they're still alive you agree with that you have to say thank you while they can still hear you and I just want to say thank you um, from all the students here and myself and the young adults and just really thank you and honor you because I believe in honor. Amen. Amen. Man, it's just a good, good day to be alive. The students, we get to kind of take over the service. Ain't, not really take over, but just really bridge the gap, the generational gap, to be a part of the, the, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is just not a, 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 an age, right? But it does tell us in order to receive the kingdom that we have to be like a child. Amen? And I think I'm probably the the most childish of them all. Amen? Um, and then there has to be something cl- chemically wrong when you're in youth ministry. Um, there has to be something chemically wrong here for you to accept the role as a youth pastor. So I, I accept the role um, as a student pastor. Um, I'm really excited about what the word that God has given me today. I feel that um, it, it, What qualifies us to be in the kingdom? or What qualifies us to be a believer is not that we've done everything right. What qualifies us to be um, a believer, what qualifies us to be a disciple is not that we have it all together. It's kind of quiet in here. We were not born Christians. The Bible says that we were born into sin and shaped in iniquity. What qualifies us to be a carrier of the flame of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that we had to die from something. How many people in here had to die from something? Let me ask a better question. How many people are dying from something? Every day that we are dying from something. So today, today I want to preach a sermon to you. I want to have a conversation with you and just let you know exactly the shoulders that who the shoulders we're really standing on. Right. We think we just walked into this thing called the kingdom, but it was built by a group of people who are disqualified, but found Jesus and he quickly qualified them. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word. I thank you for everybody that's watching. I thank you for everybody that will listen. I I pray right now that people that are listening on the radio, as they're driving or at homes, having watch parties um, all over the world. And in Tallahassee, Father, that you just release a grace on them to be able to accept their calling. I just release a uh, grace and a peace on them and their families and their friends. I pray for every student that will listen to this, every young adult that will listen to this. Father, that wherever they are in their lives, they can be at the lowest moment. They can be in the hardest place in their life, but help them know that they are qualified for the calling that they put on our lives. And Father, I thank you for every adult that's watching, that they were partner with us, um, every student, that they were partnering with their children to help Mold them and grow them in the way that this should go, and to understand that this thing is a, is a journey that we're going to walk out together. In Jesus' name, let everybody say, "Amen." So, I want to talk to you out of Acts. We, we're, we're going out of Acts chapter two, verse seventeen through nineteen. This is the NIV version. And in this in this scripture, you've heard this scripture before because it was repeated in Joel chapter two. Acts chapter I mean Acts chapter 2 verse 17 through 19 and in this it reads this just this verse 17 in the last days the last days God says I will pour out my spirit on all people say all people say all people your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions Your old men will dream dreams, even on my servants, both men and women. I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. Verse 19, I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. This is a multi-generational message here. This is touching the young. This is touching the child. I'm not going to say the oh this is touching the better. <laughs> yeah, this is touching. But this is touching every part, the young, the men, the women, the children. To show you that God is not interested in just one group of people. He's interested in all of us. Amen. He's just not interested in the child. He's interested in the mom. He's just not interested in the mom. He's interested in the dad. He's just not interested in the boy. He's interested in the girl. He's interested in humanity. And if you're still breathing and you still have breath in your body and you still have blood running warm in your veins, can I tell you it doesn't matter where you are, there's purpose for where you go. I want you to hear this from the heart of God. I want you to hear this by way of his heart for this generation. Then I want to tell you that every generation had a rebellion. You remember the songs you listened to? Uh Uh-huh. You remember the dances that were really really weird? That you thought were cool when you were young you remember all the things that your parents told you not to do and you did but why is it so quickly that when we become Christians we forget that we were not Christians before if you want to reach a generation I'm challenging every adult in here it's time to remember see it's not really just about how many scriptures you know it's how many scriptures you live let me say it again. It's not about how many scriptures you know. It's about how many scriptures you live. Because here's the thing. If you're telling your children, hey, you need to worship in service, but you don't worship at home. They become what they see. Yeah. You can be sending a mixed message. You need, you need to lift your hands and worship, but you don't. I'm talking to every parent here that has a wayward child is praying for their son to come home and praying for their daughter to come closer to Christ or praying for their friend that's wayward. I'm telling you, if you live in front of them, what you're reading in this book, you will see an influx of souls come from all over the place because people are sick and tired of people quoting scriptures, but don't live it. I'm talking to every person that has two ears to hear that God has an anointing that He wants to pour out on all the generations. Your sons, your daughter. Yes, your daughter who is not walking with the Lord, he has an anointing for her. Yeah. I don't want you to lose hope. I don't want you to get frustrated. I don't want you to get weary and well-doing. Yes, she's out there. She's being promiscuous. He's out there. He's doing things he shouldn't. He's far from God. He's questioning even God even exists. But can I tell you, God still has a plan for him? And you know what his plan for him is? To do good and have an amazing future. But guess what? You're there to intercede for your son. I'm talking to every parent. I'm talking to every friend. I'm talking to every grandmother. Don't give up. Don't stop praying for your sons. Don't stop praying for your grandsons. Don't stop praying for your friends. I don't care how far they are from him. I don't care how far they are from him. I don't care if they're cursing him. I don't care what's happening in their life. God has an anointing that he's going to pour out, listen to me, on this generation. And it has everything to do with how we steward them how do I know this because I'm that guy that was far from God My father was in prison for 26 years of my life I grew up in the streets I wasn't homeless But I just did things that I shouldn't do And people kept praying for me People kept interceding for me And it seems like I was getting further And further away from God And I was leaving God And I was not God conscious anymore But somebody did not give up on me And because the prayers of the righteous availed much That's why I'm standing here this morning That's why I'm here with you this morning I've never been to prison Though I should have gone I've never been in a lot of trouble Though I should have but the favor of God continued to cover me because of the prayers of the people that believed that I had a calling on my life past what they saw. Can I urge somebody? Your kids are greater than what you see. Come on. Come on. How do we know this is true? Because you're sitting here and you were far from God. Come on. Joel communicates this same text. If you hear that you study the scriptures when people say verily verily when you hear things twice the Holy Spirit is like I need you to pay attention I'm getting ready to do something in the earth in the last days. Can I tell you we are here? We are here and think it not strange when your son wakes up out of a dream and gets a dream from heaven And he begins to communicate God's heart. Don't think he's crazy Just the Bible fulfilling itself God has a plan and he's looking for people to say who can I give this plan to and who will walk this plan out? That's why I said you have to be like a child to receive the kingdom because guess what kids just believe everything I Can remember my mom. That's why she didn't like to tell me stuff a week in advance or two weeks in advance. Hey, we're gonna get ice cream next Tuesday every day. Is it Tuesday? <laughs> Is it Tuesday yet? Two more weeks. Is it Tuesday? Everything she told me I believe but why is it the older we get the less we believe I'm after the adults this morning To come alongside the students this morning To come alongside your grandkids to come alongside your your far away uh, family members and show them God is good And to come alongside Elijah and Elijah the partnership guess what that mentorship program it works. Because the older prophet saw something in the younger prophet and he put his coat over the younger prophet. Listen, we have to recognize the potential that they have. And we just can't let them go because they wear their pants behind, under their butt. We can't let them go because their language is not like ours. I remember growing up, I I can remember a time where people would actually turn their music down when they drove past the church. It was too loud. People wouldn't curse as they were walking past the church. Different things have changed. Can I tell you something? It's not that they don't have respect for the building, they don't have respect for the people. <laughs> it's not that they don't have respect for the building, but they don't have the respect for the people who are in the building. But it's not the fact that we sin, it's not the fact that we fall short. The problem is that we don't admit it. I understand. Every generation has a rebellion. I saw my mother uh, a few weeks ago. And my mother likes to dance, and she's probably watching, that's okay. My mother likes to dance to old music that they used to dance to in the 70s. And you know how weird those dances were, even then. Sorry. You remember. And when I watch her, I'm like, you guys did those things? Why are you moving like that? What is that? But to her, it was the best thing since sliced bread. But even in those times, there was a great rebellion. Every generation has something that they're going against. But can I tell you, this is probably one of the most challenging times to be a teenager. We me say it again. This is one of the most challenging times in the world to be a teenager, a young adult. Let me not stop there, to be in junior high. You know why? Because everything is right here. The click of a finger, can I tell you something? Water back in the back in the day, water used to be free. Porn cost. Now, porn is free. Can I talk about that? Yes. Everything that they're dealing with is in the palm of their hand. I'm not saying go take their phone away. Be very militant, but I am saying you have to understand that whatever is warring against their child is 24 seven. And you can't be every now and then. Anything, if you have your Instagram, the, 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 the explore page, wow. It's, it's, I try not to even go on my explore page because it's a lot in that page. So many things are after their attention, their affection, but you know why that the enemy is so after them? Because of a calling that God has put on their lives. One of the greatest moves of the Spirit will come out of your child, out of their generation. That's why the enemy is so militant and pushing agendas and pushing things to get them to try to stray away from their identity. But can I tell you, if it, we can stop it, you can stop it. But that's why these scriptures says, in the last days I'll pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. They will, not might. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Can I tell you that we're standing on the shoulders of one of the greatest youth groups the world has ever seen? (laughs) Listen, let me say it again. Maybe you didn't understand it. Maybe you read your Bible in a different way, but we're standing on the shoulders of one of the greatest youth movements the world has ever seen. A lot of theologians say the disciples were between the ages of 15 and 18 when they started following Jesus. How about that? Huh? Huh? They weren't in their 40s when they fought, when they started following jesus they were between 15 and 18 years old i believe peter was probably the oldest one if you read the account in matthew when they find the coin in the mouth of the fish jesus says go pay taxes for me and you pay too which signifies that he was probably one of the older ones because he was able to pay taxes but at that time you had to be like 18 between 18 and 20 to pay taxes can i tell you the upper room was just a big youth night Can I tell you what happened in that room? There was a bunch of teenagers in there. Just waiting on Jesus. What about these teenagers? What, but can I tell you something? These teenagers, the only thing special about them was they were crazy enough to believe. But were they qualified? No. Or maybe they were Christians like all of us have been since we were born. It says they were human. They were self-centered. Sounds like a teenager, right? You remember the conversation that they had? The disciples they had? Who gets to sit next to you, Jesus? Did that sound like an old com- a, a, a adult conversation? <laughs> Who gets to seat next to you? Shotgun. <laughs> I want that seat. That's my car. I want to sit in the front. You sat in the front last time. And to make matters worse, they went and told their mom. Yeah. Hey mom, can you talk to Jesus for me? Maybe he'll listen to you. So guess what? Mom came. Can you see that? You can see the picture. Mom came say, you know, they're little boys, you know, so I figured I'll come to you and say, hey, who, who gets that seat? I know they had it last week. That doesn't sound like a very mature conversation, does it? They were self-centered. They didn't get along with most of the people in their group. Sounds like a youth night. They often didn't fully believe Jesus until he backed up his word with actions. You know how it is when you're a kid. My mother used to tell me, son, you don't believe fat meat is crazy, Meaning... If you keep going, I'm going to whoop your butt. A lot of times we don't believe it until it happens. It sounds like young people to me, doubting Thomas, the guys on the boat when Jesus calmed the storm. They didn't believe it. They were panicking, they were freaking out. Jesus, help me! I can't believe you're on this boat and we're going to die! We're going to die! We're going to die! Oh my God! And they just could not believe it. They also sometimes mistreated people. You remember the story feeding the 4,000 and 5,000. They told Jesus, what did they say? It's too many, just send them home. <laughs> Just send them home. It's not enough. We don't have time for this. Send them home. Listen to what they said. Without food. Remember what they did to the prostitute who anointed Jesus' feet? Stop it. Get out of here. Very young, very adolescent. One was a thief who betrayed Jesus for money. How about these qualifications? Nobody reads their bio like this, do they? We only read the good parts. When the speakers come in and when the singers come in, you only hear that they've been a Christian since they were four. They've been worshiping God all over the world, seeing signs and miracles all over the world. Jesus has been faithful to them, but what qualifies us really is the bio before Jesus. <laughs> it says one was zealot who believed forced, who believed in forced conversations in Judaism. Remember, Peter cut the man zero. He was a Christian, but he couldn't be altogether. He had to be a young man. Two again, two sent their mom to ask for a higher place in heaven. They often separated themselves from the group, what we call today, we call them cliques you got to click, girl click over here, guys over here. You know, youth group, you know, at times when they start becoming more big and diverse, then you get more cute boys and you get more cute girls. And then it's like, now you're just not getting ready for church. You're getting ready to go see. (laughs) Is he going to be there? Oh, my God. Is she going to be there? Oh, my goodness. They often separate themselves again into clicks. Even Simon said to Jesus, even if the rest of these guys disown you, I'll never disown you. I'm going to ride with you, Jesus. No matter who's doing what, I'm going to be there with you. Clearly, we know the story, right? <laughs> Clearly, we know the story. They all took off when the soldiers came to arrest Jesus. I'll tell you a story. I remember growing up where I grew up. It was one particular day. It was about 20 of my friends who were walking home. And, it, and, and, and this guy, I heard a voice. He was like, hey, man. And I turned around. I, just, I didn't know who he was talking to. So I turned around, and it was about 80 gang members, what they call them, Bloods, right? It was like 20 of us. And like, hey man, so I just turned around. And I just figured, okay, you got 80, we got 20, let's do it. It's like West Side Story, like, yeah. We were gonna do it, and I'm ready. I turn around, I'm ready. And as they're coming, I'm like, well, we're going to do this together. Lo and behold, I look to the left and look to the right, look behind me. Guess who's standing alone? Every one of my friends left me. (laughs) Sometimes in this, you'll have to stand alone. They leave people. They all took off when the soldiers came to arrest Jesus, leaving him all by himself. You remember how it was. Jesus said, you guys can't even pray with me for an hour. That's why we do the first 15. Because we understand that it's difficult to sometimes to pray, but I'm trying to set a picture here to let you know that we're dealing with young people who change the trajectory of our world. I'm talking to people right now who think that we just inherited this glorious gospel and nothing was stolen, nothing had been lost, but I'm telling you, these group of teenagers abandoned everything that they thought that they had and everything that they wanted to follow Jesus. But I'm asking you, What are you willing to do to come along this side of this generation to see the greatest move of the spirit that we've ever seen? I'm asking you this question. How many young people have you looked at and said they shouldn't be doing that? Can I tell you rebuke without relationship equals rebellion? It is so quick that we see something that we don't like or say they shouldn't be like this or they shouldn't do that Or why would they do that? And we have no relational equity with them. And guess what that will do produce complete rebellion God is saying all nation's church. I'm getting ready to bring a generation in this church That doesn't look like you. It doesn't sound like you. It doesn't smell like you. They don't talk like you They don't walk like you. Here's the question. Are you ready for that? What will our response be to a generation who is marked for glory? What will our response be as adults, as mothers and fathers in the faith who see people that don't look like us or don't sound like us, but we can look past where they are and see where God is calling them to be? If it were not for people that stop for me. It wasn't for people who rebuke me in love. If it wasn't for people who saw something in me that I could not see in myself, I tell you, I would not be here today. Here's my question. How many people, how many world changers are tied to your mentorship? How many young people, how many souls are connected to your yes to Jesus? Do you have the time? No. Are you busy? Yes. But is our busyness fruitful all the time? No. And is a soul way more important than your busy schedule? Yes. I'm asking you, where's your participation in the body? What happens when we have this meeting to go into FAMU and to go into Florida State University which God has opened up to All Nations Church to be able to take an entire college and high school for his glory? This is not lofty thinking. This is happening. This is not, I'm praying to the Lord of the harvest anymore. There is a harvest. But can I tell you the hardest part about the harvest is going to pick it. it. It's easy to throw seed. But the hard part about getting it all, we got to go get it. And we got to sweat, and we got to toil, and we got to dig. But guess what? It's time. We're going to have a meeting. To see who wants to be a part of changing your city. That's when I'll see. That's when we'll see who's really a part of the kingdom. Are we busy? Yes, we're busy. Do I have uh, the luxury of putting anything else on my plate? No, I don't. But I didn't come here to sit down. Hear me. I didn't come here to twiddle my fingers. I didn't come here to hang out and just eat all day like I have been doing. I've never eaten so much every day. But, I came here to work. We have to work while it's day. Do you hear me, church? Look, at, look, look around you. Look around. Take a look around you. There's a lot of people that aren't here. There's a lot of people that are here. Look at your kids. Look at your brothers. Look at your sisters. Think of your grandkids. Think of your child's daughter. Think of your son's friends. Look, we have enough seats for them. I don't think it's ironic that this COVID thing happened. Church is not the way that it was a long, months ago, and I don't think God wants it to ever go back again. This is a new way. Behold, I do a new thing. Can you not perceive it, Church? I'm going to tell you this. When I came here, this has nothing to do with me. I'm telling you about the river that we're walking in. For I've been here. Uh, since um, October 1st I haven't even been here five weeks well five and a half weeks we had 12 to 15 students we're seeing 33 to 39 students every week but I'm it has nothing to do with how cool we are it just means that it's time it is time but I'm asking you church if you believe that what the disciples did If you believe that that was Jesus and the power of the gospel, can I ask you this question? Do you believe that the same anointing and the same power that they possess lies in your people and your children too? When... Will we wake up and say, you know what? I don't care what my child is doing. I don't care how they're doing. I don't care if they're far away, if they're close. I don't care if they're close today and far tomorrow. I'm never going to give up on my son. I'm never going to give up on my daughter. I don't care if they're on drugs. I don't care if they're hooked on any addictions. I'm telling you, as long as they're alive, God still has a plan for them. And he just doesn't have a plan for them. He has a plan for you to help fulfill the plan in their lives. But I'm asking you, are you willing to help them become all that God is? called them to be do we do we have the luxury to say well I don't feel like it. I'm tired how many people are tired version it's okay it's not a trick question we're tired we're in the flesh Our, our bodies are withering away but our spirits are getting stronger and stronger but can I ask you a question all the food that you consume on Sunday morning Meaning, from this house, how much do you actually give away? Come on. Come on. How much? Is it, is it good enough for us to just come in here and eat on Sundays and then leave and spiritually burp a little bit? <laughs> and go right back to our normal lives. I guarantee that we judge more people than we give the gospel to. Yeah. I'll say that again. It felt good to, I guarantee you, we judge more people than we actually give the gospel to. Is that okay? No, it's not okay. I don't care, listen, I don't want to continue to live my life subpar. I want to give all I have for the kingdom of God and to see this generation become all that they will become. What about you? Where do you stand? Where do you stand? Are you the mentor? Are you the friend? Are you just a person that says stop doing that? Don't do that. You know better. You shouldn't do that. Can you tell them why they shouldn't? Other than it's not in the Bible. They don't care about the Bible. Can, Can I say it again? They don't care about the Bible yet. But they do know that you say you care about the Bible. But you act nothing like the Bible. Don't think that what you do in secret, they don't see. I just want to walk down your road really slowly. God is after the affections of your heart. This church, I believe, Pastor Steve and I, Miss Elon, we talked about it. That every seat in this church would be full. I've seen it. I felt it. Do you see it? Do you feel it? But here's the question How many people have you actually brought to church with you? The greatest miracle that we can see is not people just magically appearing in seats. The greatest miracle we can see. Is people just appearing in your cars? That's a miracle that they actually get in your car, and that you help them get in your car. We're asking you. You know what Jada talks about? Him, Bailey. These bad boys. You know what those bad boys are? Cars to invite people to church. Yeah. I've invited at least six people since I've been here, and all six have come, Amen. and at least three still come. I'm urging you. Actually, I'm, I'm begging you by way of the kingdom. We need you That's it. to go get them. Yeah. Here's the problem. It's not your job to clean the fish. It's your job to catch them. Come on. I know that goes against uh, fishing, not my kind of fishing. I don't even like taking a fish off the hook. I just like catching, I can remember, here's a rabbit trail and I'll be done here soon. I used to go fishing, I'm a city boy, right? So I'll go fishing. And I'll be at the park, I'm like, I'm surprised that I caught a fish. And I'm at the park and I'm walking around with my, <laughs> I'm six, seven, right, it's just very different. I'm six, seven, walking around with my fish like, can somebody take this off? <laughs> and people are looking at me like, what is wrong with this guy? I'm like, I don't, can you take this fish off? It's a nice sized fish. I'm like, hey, like you don't wanna take it off? No, I don't wanna take it off, I just like catching them. I don't have to clean them. And we look for other, other people to get our fish. Listen, He wants to take you from the area that you're currently fishing. He doesn't want you to stop fishing, He just wants to change what you're catching. I don't care if you're in the IT world, fish in the IT world. If you're in sales, go fish in sales. Wherever God has placed you, go fishing, people. Amen. I'm gold fishing. This church is not going to be a church of 70-year-old people. Come on. That's right. This church is not going to be a church of 60-year-old people. Come on. This church is going to be a multi-generational church. Amen. I believe it. I know it in my spirit. It's already a multi diverse church, multi ethnic church, but God is looking for generations. And I'm asking you, you have a generation inside of you. Now, what do you do? I'm closing now. I'm asking you, what will be your job today? What will be your job tomorrow? This is not a message where you get excited today. This is a message where I believe God is saying, now it's time to do business. Are you satisfied with sitting next to the same people, though they are lovely and they smell great? Maybe. I wanna look and I wanna sit next to people I've never seen before. I wanna look and sit next to people who have a completely different background than me. Whether it be rich or poor. Brand-new or borrowed I want to sit next to somebody that Jesus has an affection for and If you are Christian, I love you, but I don't want to see you every Sunday in the same seat (laughs) This is my seat I've been sitting here since I've been a member here That sucks Can I say that? I think it's too late. (laughs) If you have your assigned seats, we are not in middle school. We don't have assigned cubbies, closets, coat hangers. Nothing is permanent in the kingdom other than your position as a child of God. I am telling you right now, if you are alive and you are a kingdom citizen, your behind needs to be out of your seat, going to do the work of the kingdom and going to spread the gospel like wildfire, like it's never been spread before. You want to harvest? Honey, it's time for you to go get it. You want to see people come in these seats? It's time for you to bring them. You want to know people are coming to this church? We got three. We got four vans. They got 15 passengers. We got a whole lot of fishing to do and we got some good bait. Now we just need fishermen to go get it are you willing to help change and partner with the generation because i guarantee once this generation catches on fire you're gonna catch on fire too because when you see students and when you see young adults going after god it should provoke you not to say oh look at them that's cute i said i was closing i don't want to be that guy i have one more closing this is just my second one pastor steve it, is, it blows my mind. I've been to churches all over America. Out of the country. When we have Generation Sunday or Youth Sunday, why do we stay home? Yeah, come on. That's it. Come on. Oh, that's cute. They're going to, yay. I'm so happy for them. They get to do things. And you rather stay home and think it's a free day than come and support and get involved. And feel the anointing that God is coming from them to touch you. That's why we named it generation Sunday, and we may have to name it something every month, so you won't think it's just kids. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want to do. It's time you guys come up. I really feel impressed on my heart, too. We're not gonna lay hands, but I want to call all of our students to come up. And if you have a son, if you have a daughter, um, I want you to come up to the front. However old you are, I want you to come up to the front. If you're here with the mom and if you see students here that don't have parents with them, just find one. Just find one. Because I just wanna pray, right? Because I believe that what is in front of them it's amazing, but where they are right now, is tough. If you're here with your kids, we want to pray with you. And maybe you're a parent and you have a son or daughter, they're just like, they're not walking with the Lord right now. And you want to see them walking with the Lord. Or you have a cousin, or you have a friend, or you have somebody, a young adult, a student that you know they need Jesus. I want you to come up. And if, if you don't see people with uh, parents or fathers, the Bible says we have thousand, 10,000 teachers, but very few fathers. We need fathers. Grab some of these kids. We, we don't have a We got students right here. They don't have parents with them right now. If you're out there, maybe your grandmother, maybe you connect with some of them. Can I tell you something? I grew up without a father, but my saving grace was men in the faith that I went to my local church and they took me in as their own. Like I grew up, I didn't have a dad. And my mom, she couldn't come to all my games because she worked. You don't know what's going on in their lives. And again, I wanna make this call if you're out there and you have grandkids that are not walking with the Lord. And you want them to walk with the Lord. That's right, thank you so much. We wanna pray for you. And I want you to grab, we, we, we got another gentleman. We want some of you men that are here to connect. If, 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 there, if you see an, a gap, if you see an opening here. The kingdom, the, listen, the body is designed to heal itself. So whatever the lackey is here, will find a way to heal it so I want to take a couple seconds as you're standing next to the person you don't know the pain that they're feeling I know what it's like to be raised by a single mother that was me it's challenging grab them tight if you if you're next to them grab them don't be afraid grab them, Love them. nobody should be alone right now Nobody should be alone. And I want to take a couple of seconds, and I just want to partner in prayer with all of you, with myself, my own daughter, she's in the booth. And I want you to take a couple seconds to just begin to pray for the person you're standing next to. If you're online, as they're praying here. Grab your son, grab the one that's not close to God Listen, they're hurting You're hurting because you don't even know how to fix it But guess what? God knows how to fix it God has entrusted you with your son He's entrusted you with your daughter Not because you have all the answers Not because we know everything Not because you know everything But sometimes all your son and your daughter needs They just need love They don't need another scripture. They don't need you to threaten them anymore. They have real tough times that they're going in and having to deal with, but just hold them. And I just, as they're praying here, I just want to say a prayer. Father, I thank you for every person that's watching online today and is standing in this auditorium. Father, I pray right now that you just release a grace god i pray that whatever heart issues and hurts that have been said to them or even coming from the parents that technically no we didn't mean it you know sometimes we just don't know what to do and sometimes we say the wrong things in the wrong times and father i pray for every student and every parent that's just hitting a rock in a hard place and father i pray for those that don't have parental guidance and i pray for the parents even if you're two in the household and you're doing the best you can or i'm praying for the person who's just raising children or foster children adopted children, whatever the scenario is father i thank you for supernatural grace right now and I pray a supernatural turnaround for that mother that, that just does not know what else to do with her son. and For that mom that does not know what else to do with her daughter. For the grandmother that's taking care of the grandchildren. I, Lord, I pray now for a special anointing to fall on that family. I pray for a special anointing to fall on the family of those that are watching online. Your son will come to know God. Your daughter will come to know God. Your grandchildren will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Your family will come to know And walk with Jesus But Lord I thank you By the by way you choose to draw them You do it You do it Father if they've experienced Any type of hurt Bullying Social injustice Challenges in their school Any type of peer pressure And we feel like They don't understand The mom doesn't understand Whatever the case Father that you bring them closer together As a family Pray that you heal deep wounds, Lord. I pray that this scripture will ring true that in the last days you'll be pouring out your spirit and those sons will prophesy. Those young men will dream dreams. Father, I thank you that the greatest outpour of your spirit will come by way of this generation in conjunction with proper mentorship and, and love and support. But Father, I pray that the fathers and the mothers that are here today and that are watching online that you will not give up on your children that you will not. Give up on your children that you will not. Throw in the tide on your son or that you would not throw in the towel on your daughter on your grandson that right now it is a difficult time for them and I know that it's a difficult time for you but God has a beautiful plan for your family and he has a beautiful plan for your children and they will see the goodness of God in the land of the living and father I pray a refreshing grace upon these people That today something shifted something turned that we understood what the disciples did that they were young and they were immature but they walked with you father give them the heart to walk with you i pray for those people that don't have fathers in the home that you would be their father that they would not form their identity based off what they don't have father i thank you right now that you would be a father to them and that you would send and give men in this church the heart and the desire to come alongside some of these students who don't have them and to potentially be a mentor and and and, and fill in the gap lord and, and be to them what you sent people to be for me Father, I thank you that you break the hand of the enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy, that will come to bring discord and will come to separate, and will come to bring arguments and fights and rifts between spouses because of what the I rebuke the enemy right now in Jesus' name. And we declare victory in your homes, victory in your relationships, victory in your families. I thank you for peace in your home that the enemy will not come to destroy you, but he Jesus came that you may have life. that more abundantly so we thank you right now and we put all these youth and students and young adults and families on the altar of the kingdom and Father you said there's no fire without sacrifice so Lord we put everything on the table today and we say all consuming fire you do something right now I pray for everyone that will listen later it's your child, your grandson your granddaughter, they will know Jesus they will be saved And we stand in agreement with all of heaven, and we believe that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, or enter into the hearts of men all that you're getting ready to do. In Jesus' name.